0: Hey guys, uh, this episode is entitled Kingdom at Work Part 1. Kingdom at Work Part 1. I hope everyone's doing great. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're getting healthier, stronger, wealthier, wiser, humbler, all of the above. But yeah, Kingdom at Work Part 1. The reason is uh, Ray took me to a I'd call the Leadership Summit or Leadership Conference down in Lubbock, Texas. This was a couple of weeks ago, actually, and it's a good problem to have to be very busy, so busy that you can't get to some of the things that you want to do. But we've been very busy at Living Wealth. We actually, our applications specialist, Brittany, got her dream job at KU, so we sent her on her way with our blessing and cheering her on, but we're also swimming in some deep water because she really really took care of a lot of stuff at the company and now we're having to do all that which we're happy to do because we're happy to send her on her way but we are also looking for an application specialist so we are hiring so if you know anybody that would like to work at living well let us know yes kingdom at work so kingdom at work is a Conference put on by the Beatenbow family. Beatenbow, B-E-T-T-E-N-B-O-U-G-H. I think that's how it's spelled. Rick and Ron Beatonbow. Uh Rick and his wife Holly. And I wanted to, I'm going to make a two-part, I'm making this into a two-part. I'm going to record my thoughts on the conference, and then I'm going to do a podcast with um, Paul and Ray, who were also there. And just really share our thoughts about what happened. I'll start off with my, my favorite example they gave. So Beaten Bow company is a, they build homes and they sell them to people, <laughs> building homes for people and selling. And so they have contractors and project managers. They have all this stuff going on. They're constantly building and kingdom at work is how do we, whose kingdom are you building? Are you building your own kingdom or are you building God's kingdom? Do you realize that there is a king and the king of kings is the king of the kingdom with a capital K. Uh, Jesus never stops talking about the kingdom. He mentions the kingdom of God. He mentions that 108 times in the gospels. So what is the kingdom of God and how can we be building God's kingdom? Because in the You know, in the word of God, it says we've been adopted into God's family. So we're now sons and daughters of the king of kings in this capital K kingdom. And what does that really look like? What does it look like to have a kingdom company? What does it look like to build a kingdom business? What does it really look like to um, be building God's kingdom? And what it looks like is relational excellence. In other words, when we're building a business, we tend to focus on the business. And I think if we focus on the business and we make the business great, then the business will take care of the people that are involved. It's a very task-oriented approach. And what the Bow family has really discovered is that if you're going to have a kingdom business, you need to not focus on the business, but you need to focus on the people. In other words, focus on your employees and focus on your clients. And if you take care of the people, the people will take care of the business, not the other way around. And that was a really powerful thing to experience. And they kept saying all throughout the conference, you know, that there's no formula to this. There's no formula to people, or treasuring people, ministering to people, taking care of people, knowing people, growing people. And it's not like, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to work at our company at all. You don't have to be a believer. You don't have to share our religious beliefs, but we are going to focus on you and helping you flourish in the way that you want to flourish in the way that we believe uh, God made you in the way that you think God made you in the way that you know that God made you in the way that you are. Um, And my favorite example was they painted a picture uh, and they put it up on the screen and then painted a picture in our minds. I don't have a screen to show you so I'll paint a picture in your mind. Imagine there's a house and the house is half done and you've got three contractors and a project manager and a general manager. And they're all there and they're all looking on the house and they're looking at the house and they're all trying to build the house at once. And they're getting in each other's way and tripping over each other. And, you know, they're they're all focused on the task and no one's focused on the people. Well, the correct way for that to be is the contractors need to be focused on the house and the project manager needs to be focused on the contractors making sure that they're flourishing and making sure that they have everything that they need. And then the general manager is focused on the project manager and making sure that he has everything that he needs or she or whoever it is. And in their company, they have each employee of the company has a one-on-one, hour long one-on-one meeting with their direct supervisor every week. And it's not about business. They go away from the job site, they get out of the office and they go talk. And it's like, this is time for us to talk about whatever we want to talk about. And if you want to talk about your kid's baseball game or your dreams for your future career, or if you want to talk about your faith, or if you want to talk about family or the election or your camping trip that you just went on, or that, you know, your parents just got divorced and that's been hard, or how ever deep or shallow you want to go, we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And we're going to pour into you as an individual and really do everything we can to help you become the person that you want to be and achieve the goals that you want to achieve and get to where you want to get to. And when we treat people in this way, they flourish. And when the people at our companies flourish, the business flourishes. And that's how we need to treat our, first of all, our employees. At our businesses we need to treat them with that level of care respect genuineness what do you like about your job what do you not like about your job is there something you we could change are there things you want to keep the same you know um in an ideal world where would you be in a year where would you be in five years where would you be this you know all of this stuff is so good i mean It was just so moving to me to hear, and I'll tell you the first thing that happened at the very beginning of the conference, Rick and Holly, the owners of this company, got up on stage and Rick said, guys, I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer in October. Now for anyone who doesn't, now most people know pancreatic cancer is not good. But for those of you who don't know, pancreatic cancer is not good. It's it's one of the worst um, cancer diagnoses you can receive. And they were very emotional about it. They told the story of the different surgeries he's gone through, the treatments that he's going through, their approach to what they're trying to do. And that really showed me the leaders of this company the leaders of this business and the leaders of this conference getting up and telling something sharing something with everybody that is very personal very emotional very raw very raw isn't quite the right word but a very personal very i mean to them it's the biggest thing in their lives right now i mean this is something that is trying to take, literally, it's trying to take Rick's life, this cancer, and they're fighting it. And how many people do we have in our lives? How many employees do we have at our businesses that have something going on like that in their life right now? And we don't know about it. And they haven't been working at the level that they were working at last year or the year before. And we're like, come on, just do this. You've always done this. Come on, what's going on? And they, we haven't taken the time to discover something's going on. My wife cheated on me. I found out my kid has an incurable disease. My child, my dad died last month. My wife's pregnant. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I really want to quit my job, but I'm really loyal to you and I don't know how to do that and I have this opportunity that I haven't told you about. I found out this other opportunity and here's what I really want to accomplish. But I'm worried that, I'm concerned that, you know, of your reaction. See, if we take the time to be vulnerable with our employees, you know, and and I'm just sharing with you what they shared with me. I don't have any employees yet, but they do. And there's no formula to this. They didn't lay out a formula for how to have a kingdom company. And they didn't lay out a formula for this is how you know people. This is how you grow people. The entire conference was, here are some stories of what we have done and what's happened. Here's something that went on with this individual. Here's another thing that happened with this individual. Here's another story about what happened with this person or that person, this person's marriage, this person's family, this person's dreams, this person's goals. And it was very moving to to be there and just hear all those stories and hear from people, to have the encouragement from them to be vulnerable like that, if we take the time and I realized something that I don't have any employees, but I have a wife and I have three children and I've started to spend one on one time with each one of my, with my wife, uh, first of all, but I have a one on one meeting with each one of my children, Caspian, Elliot, Rafa, Caspian is six, Rafa, their ages are six, five and two. I have a one-on-one, a one-on-one hour-long meeting with each one of them every week now. And I'm on week two. And it's made a huge difference in our family already. And I don't, I don't push myself on them. Today, I took Elliot to go get a burger and fries at Doobie's. And Little House on the Prairie was on the TV. And most of the time, he just sat there eating his burger and watching Little House on the Prairie. And we talked a little bit, but you know what, I spend an hour with him, just him. And if we do that and we invest in people and we have the courage to step out and be vulnerable with other people and tell them something that was really hard for us to share, maybe down the road when they're thinking about leaving they'll and they but they don't they don't feel they don't know if they can be vulnerable or discussed. maybe they'll feel comfortable saying you know um michael i've worked for you for four years and this opportunity has come up and i just want to let you know I'm, i'm really i'm really seriously considering it and i you know and just to get that discussion going or whatever it is. And they just really shared some powerful things about what's been going on in their companies in in, in the marketplace with them. One of the most powerful things they said was, God doesn't uh, call the equipped God equips the called. He calls you, and then he equips you. And God will, God will call you to do things that you don't feel equipped to do, and He won't. And then He equips you once you step out in faith and go do it. And that's they had an orthodontist and another construction owner from Colorado uh, come up on stage and share their stories about how you know seven eight years ago they implemented this kingdom these kingdom principles into their companies, how it looked the same as a uh, beaten bow homes, how it looked very different from beaten bow homes, the different things that they went through, the different changes that happened. they lost some employees who didn't like the, the kingdom principles in the company. They gained some new people. Uh, they went through good experiences. They went through painful experiences, but it was for me, it showed me that at Living Wealth, what I have the opportunity to do is to just bring value and help into people's lives, into my coworkers and my clients, and my uh, my bosses, Ray, Polly, Jody, Nate, um, Paul, my supervisor, that I can view what I do as helping people and adding value to them. And that, that is first and foremost, and that if I do that, the work and the business will really just happen and take care of itself. Not that we don't have to be, uh, we, not that we can't be task oriented. You know, we, we, we should, we do need to focus on tasks. But we have to focus on people first, because tasks don't get done unless people do them, and people don't do tasks very well when they're withering and when they're suffocating. People need to be flourishing, and you know, leave your personal life at home, check it at the door. You're not well. That's impossible. People bring their personal lives with them to work, whether we like it or not, whether we tell them to or not, whether we tell them they can or not, and. That is very important to realize that a person is a whole person and that a kingdom company, a for-profit kingdom company in the marketplace is actually a ministry because ministry is just taking care of people. Whether you're building someone's house, painting their walls, doing their plumbing, uh, helping them with their finances, uh, you know, buying and selling seed, spraying a crop field so that the, that the crops can come up and the, har- the harvest can be made and food can be manufactured, whether you're providing for your family, whether you're, it doesn't matter what it is. Is If it's something for our fellow man, it, it it has to be something for our fellow man. That's how we make money that's how we grow our businesses that's how we have a career that's how we build and it's all about people and if we view it as just a task and we focus only on the thing that we're working on and not the people that are doing the work uh, we lose sight of the most important piece and another thing that i realized is that is that we can be really hard on ourselves and lose sight of the fact that why can't I do this the way I really want to? What's going on? Why, why isn't my work going the way I want to? Well, maybe I'm suffocating. Maybe I'm making a mistake. Maybe I'm not taking care of my marriage or my relationship with God or my relationships with my kids or my psychological health. Or maybe I need a break. Maybe I need to go on a vacation. Maybe I haven't been you know, seeing to my own flourishing the way I need to. So that's, that was really what was going on at Kingdom at Work. And um, the food was incredible. <laughs> I mean, some of the best food, I've, really some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Uh, and I, w- I was really excited to just share that with all of you. And um, if anybody that's listening to this would like to go to Kingdom at Work, let me know and we'll make it happen because I truly believe that this is the way business should be done in the marketplace. And these people do not have it all figured out. They don't have a formula. They don't have a, just a program that you can go through and voila, it, it'll work. But what they do have is years of experience and stories that they can share and just rubbing shoulders with people who've already been doing it. And uh, so if you'd like to go, let me know. Um, Other than that, life is busy, lots of work to do. uh, And just remember that if you don't build your financial freedom, nobody's going to build it for you. Um, I just, in terms of banking, I just continue to see, I'll share one little story. A guy calls me and leaves me a message a few days ago. I listened to the voicemail and he goes, this guy is 74 years old. He goes to my church and said, Michael, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my 401k. Um, you know, they told me I, I can't have all this money in these certain stocks anymore. I got to move it around. I don't know which ones to do. I don't want to cash it out because I don't want to pay the taxes and I, I don't want to do all this stuff. Can you please help me? And I'm trying, I'm, in the process of discussing with him what the best move would be for him to, to accomplish. But I tell that story because what I really see there is someone who has a bunch of money that he can't control. And it really is not about how much money you have. It's about how much money you're controlling. And I'd, ha- I'd rather have a million dollars that I can control than ten million dollars that somebody else controls. I don't know how much I'm going to get taxed. I don't even know if they'll let me access it. They'll telling me they're bossing me around and telling me I have to do that. Okay, I can't. I never want to see myself or anyone else end up in a position where all of their wealth is stored somewhere where the government and Wall Street and the IRS and all these people are controlling what's going on and they're able to boss me around and tell me what to do. And that really is the power of infinite banking right there. When you really learn how to think like a banker, you will see that banking is the oldest and most ancient and most profitable profession in all of money. And there's a reason why the bankers control everything because without the banks, everything else comes to a stop. The banks control the world and they control the world because they know what ban- banks control the world because they know what banking is. And they're really good at banking. And they're really good at banking because they know how to think like a banker. And what I was saying about kingdom at work, you can trace that all the way back to a person. Okay, the banks control the world. Well, a bank isn't a person. Well, why is the bank controlling the world? Well, because they're really good at banking. Well, who does banking? Well, bankers do banking. Well, how did bankers do banking? Because they know how to think like a banker. They, a banker is a banker because he thinks like a banker. And I am 100% convinced that there is nothing more powerful that you can ever do in regards to money other than, giving, other than surrendering to God and understanding that God controls everything, not the banks. <laughs> but other than surrendering to God and having a relationship with God and knowing that he's in control, In terms of the tools that God has given us to employ, uh, to deploy, there is nothing more powerful than we can do. There's nothing more powerful we can do than to think like bankers. Because if we think like bankers, then we're going to act like bankers. And if we act like bankers, then we're going to be banking. And then we'll control the money, not somebody else. And I know that that is the freedom that God wanted us to have, to be in control of our wealth, to say, no, it's not going to go there. It's going to go here. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. Because Christ came to set captives free. The king of kings sets captives free. That is the message that the king gave to Moses. You go to Pharaoh and you tell him, these people are not your slaves anymore. You're going to set them free and they're going to come work for me. They're going to be my sons and daughters and I'm going to lead them into a land flowing with milk and honey, a prosperous, wealthy land. And I'm going to bless them. And then I'm going to love them and I'm going to love them to the end. And they're going to be my sons and daughters and I'm going to adopt them. It's freedom. It's setting captives free. So understand that banking is about freedom and control. It's not about some number or some rate of return or whatever silly thing that that the world wants you to think is important. So until next time, I love all of you. Take care. Michael Duryea out.